Listener discretion is always advised. This is for masters, this technique. I don't usually do two episodes a day, but sometimes I do two episodes a day. This right here is called the two-piece. Let's get it. Papa. What's happening? Hey, not a problem. Work. You know, every once in a while, I get a little extra time to sit down and to address some of the topics or some of the stories it is that I left out. I got time today, motherfuckers. I got a little bit of time today, and I want to talk about some stupid shit. Do you got time to listen to me talk about some stupid shit? Well, welcome to the show. I don't know if you guys know who Jordan Peterson is. I'm pretty sure that you don't. Do you know who the guy's, I don't know what the guy's name is, who used to pay, play Schillinger on, on Oz. Now, some of y'all may have seen Oz. Some of you may, may not. That's your fucking fault, your fucking problem. But these guys both make very, very interesting speeches. And the first one I want to start off with is the guy who plays Schillinger. Listen to what he says, okay? Call your mom, everybody. I've told this like a billion people or so. Call your mom, call your dad. If you're lucky enough to have a parent or two alive on this planet, call them. Don't text, don't email, call them on the phone. Tell them you love them and thank them and listen to them for as long as they want to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you, mom and dad. Now, I play that clip because I saw this motherfucking buffoon. And I call this guy a buffoon because he has been respected for all the wrong fucking reasons. And I'm talking about this motherfucker Charleston White. I saw him say the other day that these kids didn't ask to be born. And the kids don't owe you shit. Now, that's true to an extent, my guy, little fella. See, the thing about legacy, the thing about passing down generational information is that the child has to be ready to absorb the information. And what these children are right now absorbing is the information from a fucking idiot. Someone who would talk about a dead man's mother. Someone who would take the opportunity that it is that he has and make evil out of it. Completely make a fucking show out of the culture so that this is how they think most black men move, walk, and talk throughout our society. He's a fool to tell these kids that you don't owe your parents shit. Your parents don't owe you shit. You an accidental nut that slipped past the condom, little motherfucker. So what are you talking about? Really, I mean, look at me. Look at me straight when I'm talking to you, Charleston. Stop that wondering eye, nigga, okay? Now, you should love your parents. I mean, you got to understand, or you should understand, or I think that you would understand, especially since this generation is so much more smarter than the generation that preceded it. You know, with your little cell phones and shit like that, that you got your tablets and your internets, all that shit. You would know 
that your parents were conditioned by their parents and their parents were conditioned by their parents, which means that they only working with the deck of cards that motherfuckers played with them with. And most of the time, the aces, the kings, the queens, and the jokers was missing. All of the big cards missing, missing. So are you, as a child, as a young man, young woman, going to completely not to acknowledge that your parents don't have the tools that it is that you have right now are or are you going to take advantage of the tools that it is that you have right now and understand that your parents was only working with what was given to them i think that's a fair motherfucking shake because at the end of the day you know what's gonna happen everybody gotta die guess who gonna go first your parents so you can't be sitting at the funeral saying that, man, I wish I did this and I should have did that. When you have the opportunity to do said thing right now. And it, it, it hurts me to hear these kind of things, especially coming from a person whose mother was taken away from him at a very young age. A person who didn't meet his father until a very late age. And right now, I don't know where my mother is at and I don't talk to my motherfucking dad. So when I hear people say that they are purposefully distancing themselves from their parental units, the question mark appears over my head. I, why did they do something to you? Were they hurtful to you? Or did they just say some shit that your little ass couldn't take? Are you conditioned to be a punk or are you conditioned to be a man or a woman? What, 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 I mean, they're your parents. You do owe them respect. You do owe them a little bit of love. And you definitely owe them at least a fraction of your time because they spent all of their time, at least the ones that cared about their kids, they spent all of their time trying to make sure that the lights never went off. And if them lights went off and your parents was any kind of good parents, they probably cried, probably not around you, probably didn't hear it, but they cried. And there's stories of children who have heard their parents crying in the other room because of the circumstances and the situations that they find themselves in at a current time. But it is up to us as individuals to rise to occasions instead of sink and drown when the water gets too deep. Like I said, your parents will die and how you show up to that funeral, it says a lot not only about you, but about your parents. I'm gonna let Jordan Peterson go ahead and do this next part. You should be the strongest person at your father's funeral, right? Well, that's something to aim for. It's a transition, a generational transition. And it means that, well, all the people around you are suffering because of their loss. They have someone to turn to who can illustrate by their behavior that the force of character is sufficient to move you beyond the catastrophe. And you need that. And that's a great thing to, that's a great thing to hypothesize as your aim. See, the hypothesize of your aim is, is knowing that all this shit's gonna happen, man. Life happened before us, life is happening to us, and life shall continue to happen 
after us. But how we act inside of that time span, it will speak measures to the generations that come behind us because that to me is the definition of generation. It's what it is that you generate. And of course, you can give the kids all it is that you want to give them. You can put them in all the prestige positions that they need to succeed in life. But if you don't see them applying themselves, do not blame yourself. And and, and that's just the parents. Now to kids, I can tell you this, your parents didn't have half of what it is that you got. So if you don't at least meet them where they left you at, meaning if you can't hold it down and make sure the shit don't go on and go off, and if you came up in the home where the door wasn't getting kicked in, wouldn't you think that you don't want your kids to come around that same type of shit? I mean, I see the trap is now not where you used to go, it's where you lay your head. So who is exactly at fault for the next generation's faults? That's the question I guess that I'm here to ask. I'm not sure because I know being a parent does not come with a handbook. It doesn't come with any counseling or any type of instruction. Only after your children have been indoctrinated by the school system, motherfucking pushed over by their peer system and then make some stupid ass mistakes is it that they feel and when i say they i'm talking about the government and all these organizations until your kid fucks up they feel like they don't need to tell you anything they don't need to warn you about the dangers they don't need to remind you that you get one shot at this shit man and and truthfully That's not the truth. You get a couple of shots to try to mold and shape and get your kids in the right position. But at the same time, if you don't stick to it, that ain't even necessarily your fault. There are, I mean, think about this. Why is it it that everyone knows usually that the pastor's daughter is a nasty motherfucker? And I know not all pastor's daughters are a nasty motherfucker. That may just be something from my time, but we all know pastors daughters who be out there or catholic girls who like to get fucked in the ass because it doesn't make them lose their virginity now i'm pretty sure they didn't come up in a home where their mom was saying you know what this is what i did uh i used to let them stick it in my dookie shoot that's not what they did this is something that the kids came up with so i completely push back against this narrative that you don't owe nothing to your parents you at least owe them some respect You at least owe your dad more than a pair of fucking socks on Father's Day. You sat in that man's nuts. You owe your mom more than a card and some flowers on Mother's Day. You were fucking living inside of her body, kicking her and punching her and eating all of her food. Give it up, bro. I mean, what? what, what, what? Yeah, go inside. Give your mom a kiss. Call your pops. Tell them fuck them. Tell them I love you. Tell them something because time is slowly ticking backwards. And if you want to think it's not, look at your clock and it's slowly ticking forwards. And everything that happened in the past is just going to happen again in the future. If you live long enough, you'll live long enough to get old. And once you get old enough, your motherfucking ass is going to die. And don't you at least want as you approach death's doorstep for one of your kids to call you and tell you you are a terrible parent or you are a great parent but at least they called you right right i mean i don't know hey it's just a rant just a rant now on to some local shit i don't know if you guys knew but uh the 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 pimp 
was out here uh, last night. Uh, I'm talking about the one who likes to eat nuts. And I'm not talking about the kind that, that sit on your chin when you're doing what it is that you're doing. But I'm talking about Glorilla. Glorilla was, you know what? Let her tell you. Oakland, what the fuck is up? It's your girl, Big Glow. Big Glow. That's right. Big Glow was out here, right? Wasn't she? Oakland, what the fuck is up? It's your girl, Big Glow. And I will be popping out after my show at Club Insomnia with my CMG family, the boy Dame. Shout out Bay Stars and Al Block. Y'all know we in for a good time. Every time I'm in the motherfucker building, I'm finna pop the fuck out, so I need y'all to pop the fuck out. Let's go. Let's go. All right, now, Glorilla was here. She was in the Bay Area in California, which is not that far from Sacramento. But... From my understanding, people were highly upset because Glorilla did not perform. I guess she was just at the after party popping bottles. But is that what she said? Did I mean, did anyone hear her say that she was going to turn up on the stage? Or, or did she say she was going to turn up, pop, pop up? I don't know what that means. I'm an old man. But here we go. This is the clip. Now what's happening right now is Glorilla is being escorted out of the building. Right, that's what's happening. Now, uh, uh, if it plays a little bit longer, and I'm going to let it play in a second because as she's leaving the building with her security team, you can see water bottles and, and streams of water flying from either the balcony or, or something like that. And then, then, that's her right there talking. Listen to this, listen to this. Hey, you can't play with them ugly niggas like that. You cannot play with them, and that's a sister. Yeah, they're not playing. So she came out. She didn't perform. Motherfuckers got mad. I mean, what exactly is it that we expected to happen? We talking about Oaktown, y'all. She know damn well. She had an itty-bitty thing. Come on, give Glorilla a pass. Her stomach, it might hurt. You know, she didn't have, uh, what do they call it? Her vitamins. She didn't have her vitamins before. She didn't have the energy. She didn't have her protein shake. Isn't that what's in, uh... Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, come on, come. She just didn't perform. That should be all right, right? I mean, but, you know, what's really weird is that some women are in their 30s, late 30s, early 40s, hitting these concerts, or, or let's just take the concert away from it. Let us step two, two steps to the side and, and, and listen to something else. Think about something else. A lot of people are going to these concerts, but while they're going to these concerts, they're uploading all the content that they paid for to try to get followers. But there are other women who are on the internet looking for that Mr. Right. And I'm not talking about that Mr. Right to be there for you for the rest of your life. I'm talking about that Mr. Right to be there for you just in your life. Kind of like what it is that this guy's going to explain to you. Yeah, stop that music and listen to this. I don't want a boyfriend at 41. And I definitely don't want to spend no night. <laughs> hey, Cousin Carl here. Hey, cousin, what's happening? Pay close attention to this video. Click the link for greater context. All right, buddy, go in. No shade to this creator because she's doing a lip sync. But this is the message you will get from older women in their 40s. This, my friends, is the marriage trap. 
They call it the gray divorce. You see, a woman in her late 30s and 40s is looking at having a baby, having a family, but also, if it doesn't work out, you're the retirement plan. She's what? on her sexual decline while you're on your economic and financial incline. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. So, she's on her sexual decline and I'm on my financial incline. What do we have in common? Because as the finances get greater, I mean, my appetite for flesh, doesn't it grow? I mean, isn't that a human thing? And peak. So her prediction is to have a couple of babies, put in five years, and then file for divorce. Whoa! <laughs> Fellas, if you're around my age and you don't have kids, even if you do have kids and you got a good job, be careful. And young men, be careful. I mean, just, just period. Be careful. I'm sorry, cutting. Go ahead and say what it is that you were saying. And settle you with child support, and alimony. Don't let these women lie to you, men. You're the prize. That's right, fellas. We are the prize. You can see it in their eyes. Because you have the prize money. Think about it. She had all this time in her 20s and 30s to settle down and have a family. And couldn't bag nobody with that wet-ass pussy. That's why you date her. Don't get married. Never, ever, 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 ever. Try to turn a hoe into a housewife. What can I say? Hey, hey, I'm just here for the shits and giggles. What can I tell you? I, I really don't know what it is that I can tell you. I can tell you one thing, but that is true. That that is true. And no matter what it is that you think, I do. I just want everybody to know that I do identify as a the, she, and an it. I am the shit. That is so true. I am the shit. Now to get up out of here, I'm going to leave you with one last thing. And it's, of course, already known to many people that when you work with somebody for so long, you spend eight hours of your day with the person, you, you might catch a little feelings. You might want to jump their bones. And yes, it can live it can live upstairs in your head and occupy a little real estate inside of your brain. But should you actually act on those things? I say, I don't know. I don't think that it's safe to shit where you eat at. But we do know from previous stories with the police officers and previous stories with teachers that there is fucking going on in these brick and mortar foundation places. Now, this next story is coming to you courtesy of the New York Post, a Georgia elementary school principal and a gym teacher engaged in a years long affair are both out of a job after allegedly having sex on school grounds. Some of the, ooh, some of the tryst between Banks County Elementary School principal Dana Simmons and physical education teacher Dylan Charles were even caught on camera by Charles's wife. Hey, she liked to watch. Hey, she a freak. All three of these motherfuckers is free. Why, why don't y'all just go ahead and get, get the gym? Right, you wait until the school closes on Friday, you get to gym, you chill out in the gym, you have your inside picnic, right in the middle of the basket room, the basketball uh, uh, 
a floor. Get your blankets, some pillows, and set it out. Get some candles. You can put them around the blankets so you don't make the place catch fire. Go ahead and enjoy your picnic and uh, uh, express your, your, your gratitude for being a great teacher and having a great boss as a principal and, and you being a principal and having a great colleague as a gym teacher. And then you guys both look at the wife and you ask her, what the fuck are you doing here, bitch? Anyway, what I'm saying is this. Don't be surprised when these things happen at work. This is human nature. If you're with anybody for that amount of time, I'm pretty sure you're gonna wanna fuck them. That's why they used to make men and women work separately. Anyway, I don't know. Congratulations to these these uh these uh work fuckers. I think that's what you call them when you work and you fuck together. I don't know. I don't think that that's comfortable, but hey, you already know what I tell you. I'm a fucking idiot. So, if you have listened to if you have been here the whole time and listened to this whole two piece, I just want to thank you personally. I'm going to go ahead and get uh on my way. I have shit to do. But once again, Go ahead and pull your phones out. If you got the opportunity, hit the like, rate, subscribe, and share the podcast. Get it out there, all right? Every single one of these podcasts are recorded in one sitting. No edits, no records, no none of that shit. I already talked about my mama in the beginning or the middle or somewhere near the end. I talked about my mama, but that does not subtract that every single one of these recordings is dedicated to the life, love, legacy, and memory of my mother Paige. I love you, baby. I'm still searching for you, and I miss you every single day. I mean, what can I tell you guys? I don't know if you're at work. I don't know if you're driving. I don't know if you're playing with yourself. But whatever it is that you're doing, hey, my guy, be safe. Papa. What's up, dude? That's right. It's done. Once again, thank you for listening to another episode of the Justice and the Peace Podcast. Two-piece.